in three, two, one. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to episode nine of the Nick of Time podcast. Can't believe it's already been nine episodes. We have a very, very special one for you today. A good um, good friend of mine, Sinjin McGrady. Everybody, it's, uh, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fascinating. He's really big into fitness, and that's probably going to be a main topic of today. But we'll get into everything as far as mental health and our usual, you know, organic conversation. So, Sinjin, if you'd like to give a little tidbit about yourself, go ahead. What's up, everybody? Uh, my name is Sinjin McGarity. Uh, currently 19 years old. Uh, so I'm still a young buck, still learning, going through life. Uh, but a lot of people are starting to recognize me for my fitness uh, little journey right now. Uh, I started back last year in December. I was really overweight in a really bad spot in my life. Um, and then I just kind of did a whole 180 on my life. And now we're here doing a thousand percent better, you know? And so uh, that's where I am right now. Awesome. We love to hear it. So as you just mentioned, you know, you said you did that 180 in the right direction. Do you remember if there was like a specific day where it was like, I'm done. Like, I'm just absolutely done. Mm -hmm. It sucks because I know a lot of people usually have that moment, but I can never just think back to a single moment where it was just like, I'm done. But, um, I, I do know, like, around the time, it was actually, like, a year a year ago from today, uh, I had, a, like, a Halloween party at my house. And, uh, you know, a year from now, I was a big partier, you know, fucking alcoholic. And I was just, you know, doing everything the wrong way. And uh, had a really big party. And I ended up getting drugged at my home party. I got roofied. Uh, woke up the next morning. Didn't remember anything. And... Uh, I was just scared. I didn't feel right. I didn't. I didn't feel like myself. Maybe I should turn off my notifications. Nah, it's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but I felt scared. I just. I didn't. Life just didn't feel right. And uh, I kind of had like the almost like how you forget like you're just living in life, and then like you kind of wake up like a whole year later, and you're like, oh shit, like what am I doing? Yeah. And so uh, that happened. And I was just like, yeah, this this something ha something has to change. And so that that's I guess that, that that would probably be my moment right there. And it's yeah, I was going to say getting drugged is a very easy uh, motive, you know, to start uh, <laughs> changing life decisions for sure. For oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, that's interesting, man. So you said uh, a year I mean, roughly a year uh, around this time. So when you make that, you know, that mental note, that mental, you know, drastic change, what is the first step that you like eliminate? Because obviously, right, you said the partying or whatnot. Um, how, walk me through that process. You know what I mean? The, the beginning stages. Yeah. So uh, first thing first, I, I already automatically knew like, I had to get sober because I, I was going on vendors. I was drinking day after day after day, which led to me being so overweight as well. That coupled with like not a very well diet. So first thing first, I was like, okay, I got to get out of this partying lifestyle. And uh, so that was my first step. I just kind of back took a step back. Uh, 
which sucks because uh, I still have the same friends, but you know, we're not as close because you know, now I am into a very different lifestyle. And so uh, I lost a real, a lot of real close relationships that I have with friends, like year long relationships. Uh, but it's just it, that first step was just removing myself from that element. Yeah, for sure, man. And as a, as a person that's, you know, uh, a little bit ahead of you as far as as far as years go it only gets worse and worse um yeah but i will say or two things i got two things on that note one when when i think about my friends and the people close to me in my life it's uh really hard for me to look at the people i love and care about and say without drinking or without partying like they wouldn't be my friend oh, you know yeah. what i mean so as you as you go through life, I feel like that's super important um, to keep that that tightness circle. And mm-hmm. then two, I just want to let like you know, let the audience know. You know, we've all we've all been there. We've all done that. Um, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a phase that that isn't common. It's actually very common. When I, you know, joined the Air Force. You said last year, 18. So I was 18. I just turned 19. <laughs> and uh, I got to Korea, right? And for those who, who don't know Korea, you know, the nightlife is insane. You know, <laughs> they party hard out there. And then it's legal. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I'm not, sneak, I'm not sneaking around, you know, trying to, trying to drink or whatnot. And um, I just remember going out and... It was it was a year long tour, and I remember being there six months and just like going crazy, and not crazy as in like I was doing wild stuff, but yeah. that freedom, you know, oh, what yeah. I mean? when when you get that freedom, it it really changes you, and you get caught up in this loop, you know, and then mm-hmm. everybody else is in the loop around you, so it's like oh my gosh, like you know what I mean? What yeah. am I doing? And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I don't think I would have traded those moments because there was a point, I think it was my halfway point in that whole year, right? It was six months. Mm-hmm. And I was still, you know, like active, being fit, doing doing my normal stuff, trying to eat as good as I could. And I just remember like nothing was changing. I was like, dude, I'm busting. I'm grinding. Like I'm doing all this stuff and nothing's changing. And I knew what it was. Yeah. That's the sad part, right? We know what it is, but it's just like <laughs> there's this yeah. phase. There's this phase that we're just like, you know, we got we we got to go hard. And uh, yeah. a good friend of mine, uh, Donnie, who I used to work out with a lot, and and Eddie, we were always working out. And one day, Donnie was like, "Yeah, I'm not gonna go out," which like <laughs> I was like, "What?" And I was like okay i was like well then i'm not going out you know what i mean and so we didn't and that was like the turning point shout out to uh donnie that was like a big turning point for me and it was actually i wouldn't say necessarily life changing but it it changed my health for the better in so many ways oh yeah uh so you know, for yourself, for everybody listening, you know, we all have those phases. I think, I think the most important takeaway is just to know that it is not, it's not okay. 
it's not it's not like terrible you know we all gotta we all gotta you know get it out of our system some yeah. are quicker than others you know what i mean <laughs> but uh yeah man it's definitely um a thing that everybody struggles with for sure yeah so i guess you know piggyback off of that whenever you made the decision you had those beginning phases was there anybody in your life that really you know jumped on board and was like hey i see what you're trying to do you know what i mean i want to jump on on, on this train of you know life changes mm-hmm. uh I, I did i i had a it was, this was around quarantine time uh when it had just barely first uh, happened and like the whole city was shut down and everything and I currently, I had worked at a gym here. And so like I had a key to get in and stuff. And like, so I had a couple of buddies hit me up. Uh, they just like friends that I had made in the gym. They were like, hey bro, like you still trying to like hit the gym? Like, can you open it up, open it up for us and stuff like that? And I was like, yeah, for sure. And I was never really, really, really close with these guys. And uh, so the more, the more we just like kind of started working out, working out, working out. And at this time, I was still kind of partying, still a little bit, you know, but not as crazy as I was. But the more we did it and did it and did it, we got super, super close. And uh, we we eventually, we we all make this like big 180 in our life. Uh, And if you see them today, like compared to where they were, it's like, it's just like me. Like it was like, it's a complete 180. It's crazy. And we always talk about it like, dude, like our one year transformation is insane. Like, you know, like we look totally different. Yeah. That was your Donnie. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. That's, that's dope, man. I think, uh, I think there's a lot to be said, especially when it comes to, you know, uh, the young generation and, you know, people in their twenties just trying to figure it out, you know, mm-hmm. cause that's what, that's a lot, what a lot of it is. It's not that, you know, we want to do bad intentionally or we choose, you know, to always do the wrong thing. It's more like I'm figuring it out and some people it takes longer than others. But there's something to be said about the people around you and those attitudes and mentalities that really, really can make the difference and become life altering, you know? Oh yeah, environment a lot. That's crazy. So you go on this journey, right? I know, especially physically, right, once you start doing a complete 180 like that, you know, significant changes come in almost instantaneously, right? And then you hit that, then you hit a hard plateau. Talk to me about those plateaus that you've gone through in this past year. Ah, man, I I just, I actually just barely made like a, I think it was Instagram video uh, about this um, not so long ago. uh, but I was talking about like, like, yeah, once you, after you get like through the whole like weight loss phase or whatever you're trying to do and you get to that point where you're like, okay, now I've made it. Now I got to like kind of step in stone off of that. It gets like, it gets repetitive and it gets kind of boring, but you know, you just kind of have to remember, remind yourself of like how exciting you, how it was in the beginning, you know, why did you start? Like, you know, like, what, what are your reasons? And you still have to just kind of keep that with you, like, through the whole journey. And so uh, when I initially lost all the weight, whatever, and I, through that journey, I found bodybuilding. And then I just remember, I was just like, man, I don't, 
I don't think I can get big enough. Like, you know, like I, I just, <laughs> I, I started getting this, I wasn't as motivated as I was, you know, when, it, when I first started and man, it, it sucked because I was, it, it sucks in the bodybuilding uh, industry. You never really know like how great you can actually be, you know, without actually putting in the 10, 20 years of work. And then you can finally realize if it's even worth it or not. So sometimes, you know, I wouldn't say it's a waste of time, but it, it's, it's hard because you actually have to put in that 20 years of hard work day in, day out to even figure out if you're going to be one of the greats or not, you know? And uh, nope. sure. so I, 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 I would just get in my head a lot. And so that's when I started going on my morning walks again and just clearing my head out for, for, uh, remembering my reasons why I started. Yeah. And, I was like, and it's, it's that, it's that everlasting question. It was like, I don't know how great I can be, but let's find out, you know? And so that's no, kind of how sure. I got up on my toes. I just kind of remember that question. I was asking. That's, that's dope, man. And I feel like, um, I feel like I know a lot of people that are doing what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't know anybody that's as young as you doing what you're doing. Uh, I got a lot of friends. Yurid, shout out to Yurid. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Irizari is a military friend of mine. Uh, uh, another friend of mine named John. They all they all do it, and they grind. You know what I mean? So I definitely got a lot of res respect for what you're doing. And uh, along those lines of plateaus, man, like when I think about you know, you talk about the struggles in the day in and day out. It's like, that's why I think mental health is such a big deal. Mm. You know, I don't think as men, you know, we talk about it enough. And I, I at every podcast, I, I, I bring it out because it's so important. And we try to shrug it off to the side or whatnot. Am I good enough? Do I matter? Who cares about me, et cetera, et cetera, right? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it's, it, it happens to women too, especially, right? Mm -hmm. But... Was there anything, let me see how I'm trying to work this, because what you're talking about, right, your why and why you keep going, why you do what you do, it's, it's, it's your purpose, you know what I mean? You always got to remember your purpose, if you don't remember your purpose, you're yeah. going to lose yourself along the way, you're going to, you know what I mean, you're going to fall off and it's just going to be, you know, another thing that you attempted to do compared to something that, you know, you gave your all in. And mm -hmm. I kind of do that with this podcast, right? I started and I was like, what was my purpose? And then there yeah. was like times where I was like, dude, it's been like three weeks. I haven't done a podcast, you know? And I remember why I started and that was to get messages out that, you know, you, you, you portray, you know, a lot of good friends that I've gone through life with are portraying and we all have mm -hmm. these different perspectives that we can all learn from. Yeah, yeah. So, so when we think about mental health, what do those what do those words mean to you on your journey you know from you know going through the party phase to to now it, it means a lot man uh because me personally I, i've dealt with I, I wouldn't say severe depression because i know there's you know always a lot worse cases in mine but uh man uh it, it it's it's very important to me because uh Back in high school, um, I, I found myself slipping into depression more and more. 
where I was just very antisocial. I would skip school just to like keep away from people because I didn't want to have conversations. And uh, that led into like after I graduated, you know, it was still really, really bad. Um, trying to really stay antisocial because I didn't like human interaction. I didn't like talking to anybody. And so when I started partying, it was weird because, you know, you're surrounded by all your friends. You're surrounded by all these people having a good time, drinking, whatever, right? Laughing. But at that time, I, that's when I felt like the loneliest. It was weird. And so like, it always be like the mornings after you would wake up and just kind of just like, you just sit and just think to yourself, like, I don't know who I am. Like, I, I just don't know where to go from here. You don't really see a way out. And so mental health is like really, really big. And I mean, I still struggle with it day to day. You know, I, I find myself slipping into it. And but over the years, you find your steps like on, of how to work your way out of it. You know, if I wake up and I go take a walk in the morning, clear my mind out, my, my day goes a lot better. You know, my, my health, my mental health is a lot better throughout the day compared to like if I sleep in or I don't do my usual routine. If uh, something's a little off, then I'm having a little bit of a lower day. But uh, man, yeah, men- mental health is is very huge and it's not talked about enough in men, uh, especially for sure. Dude, that's a great answer. And uh, you weren't the only one. I feel like I was pretty antisocial um in high school but it's it's almost weird it's almost like in a different kind of way right because I was a always a very good like communicator as far as like I could talk right I have mm-hmm. a podcast I hope I can talk you know what I mean <laughs> yeah but uh I was always good at that you know and I was you know I was a social person but uh I was antisocial to the point of I mean you played high school football man it was just like this weird life of like I was grinding for a mission and there was people that were coming in and out of my life that I didn't know who was genuine and who was not you know obviously I had my really close friends I was like dude these are like my friends for life and they still are but there was a lot of friends that I was just like like, are you my friend because of, like, Nick? Or are you my friend because, you know, I threw three touchdowns last Friday, you know, or whatever the case yeah. may be. And that really, like, that kind of social pressure will just, like, your brain just, like, goes crazy. And I would just, like, put my headphones in and I'd put, like, a hoodie on and i just walk to math class. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Please, please don't nobody bother me not because I don't like people but because I I was just nervous you know and not nervous isn't like like oh but I had a lot of nerves when I was walking around because I didn't know who I could trust and who I couldn't trust yeah for sure and that's that's something to say you know what I mean about where you were just you know even two or three years ago and then starting this transition and then you talk about you know, your routine in the mornings or not your morning routine, but as far as like taking a walk, changing, you know, the entirety of your day, that's super important. I just want to highlight that for the people listening. I mean, however you start your day, really, really is going to pave the way for the rest of it. Maybe even the rest of the week. You know what I mean? Because if you start your day off with a good walk, clear your mind, clear your head, 
even if it's just 20 minutes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Even if it's just 20 minutes. And then the rest of your day, no matter what you do, you've accomplished something. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of your day is only going to pave the way. And if you do that the whole week, think about how good your week's going to go, you know? Yeah, yeah. But it's just that discipline, man. That discipline is a, is a beast. Oh yeah, and a lot of a lot of a lot of people, like you say, get very bored with consistency. I fall victim to that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. Um, but consistency is very huge. And uh, when I think about consistency, I want to go on to your day to day, man. What's your day to day looking like? Uh, right now is not too busy. Um, but I, I'm I I am also a barber, so I just barely graduated from barber school. And so now I'm working in my my dad's shop right now. Uh, a couple Give days a out. Shout out. Give a <laughs> shout out. My dad Pete. Shout out headlines. Um, so yeah, I just barely finished up with his barber school. Uh, so now I'm getting ready, studying for my state test, so I can actually be a licensed barber. And so right now uh, I only cut a couple of days out of the week because uh, I still like to prioritize, you know, my weightlifting and all that. Um, so. Really, I just, uh, I wake up in the morning, I, I go for my walk, uh, and I eat my meals, and if I have to go cut that day, then I'll go, I usually cut like three to seven, and then after that, if I didn't hit the gym in the morning, which I usually don't, because I'm supposed to wake up and go like in the morning when it's not crowded, uh, and that's when I get the best workout, but I usually don't wake up, uh, I still got to work on my sleep schedule for sure, but I'll usually just go after uh, I'm done cutting, go work out hit some cardio and then come back and watch some anime and go to sleep. <laughs> That's usually my day to day right there. I'm pretty simple, man. Hey, it's consistent. I'll say that. Um, yeah. Definitely. So uh, the hard part, the hard part for everybody. And I know it's a hard part for you because why nobody ever has ever said it wasn't the hard part diet, man. How many calories, what, what, what's your eating regimen? Like those meals, you know what I mean? What are you intaking? So right now, currently, I am in my off season, um, preparing to do my first show, hopefully sometime around April. Uh, so I'm still in my off season. Uh, I, I peaked out a little bit like a month ago. I got to like 225 and I was eating about roughly three to 32,000 or 3,200 calories. And so I got a little I got a little too fluffy. So now right now, me and my coach are doing a mini cut. So basically, I'm just taking very small amount of calories away just to slim up just a little bit more because your your body's very more it optimizes muscle growth a lot better when you're leaner. Uh, so getting a little bit leaner right now, I'm eating twenty five hundred. And then uh, once I'm done with that and I get down to a really good leanness, then I'm just going to go back into my uh, surplus of probably like three thousand. That's awesome, man. I love to hear it. Everybody, you, you want to get big, get eat big. You hear me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Those calories matter, man. But you better be burning them off. Or not burning them off, but you know what I mean. You better be working because you're not working yeah, for it. got to put them to work. You know, you're just going to fluff up. That's yeah. awesome, man. So I usually don't do this, but, uh, you know, we're talking. We're just, we're just BSing this stuff because – I mean, yeah, we've met a few times, but, you know, obviously you're younger than me and I don't. Um, we were just in different kind of classes, almost yeah, eras. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I feel like I'm like 
this um not I wouldn't say weird but for me it was different because I was like connected to like an error and an error I was like the middle child right because mm-hmm. when I was a sophomore right you know we went to the playoffs all this stuff and then my senior year right I was in the new generation was coming in and there was only like I think eight seniors on my like senior class which yeah, isn't yeah. just pretty rare but when you think about uh the podcast and stuff I know you got a lot going on as far as your social media what was your um initial reaction this is just for me this is for this is not for the audience sorry audience <laughs> but uh, what, what was your initial reaction I was like hey man I, I want you on the podcast man I really like what you got what you got going on this whole movement man I, I was honestly I was really really honored bro because uh you know well, I, I used to play football as well and you know when I was watching y'all go to the playoffs and stuff like that I you know I always looked up to you and because uh, I saw your leadership and stuff like that and so you were always a really big inspiration like to me and so just getting that acknowledgement from you getting me on the podcast stuff like that man uh, it was I was really honored I appreciate that man and that's not the the two mile horn but it's just I think um I think I think a lot of times when I'm doing this like I have so much curious questions I wanted to ask about people Mm -hmm. that sometimes like I have to take a step back and be like, okay, dude, you're doing this podcast, right? You're asking good or trying to ask good questions. You know <laughs> what I mean? I guess it's just like feedback for, for the podcast, you know, cause yeah. it's hard, man. It's hard to, um, not that, uh, I do it for views, but I do it to try to get this messages out there. You know what yeah. I mean? Something oh, yeah. as simple as somebody doing a 180 in their life and, you know, pursuing bodybuilding, you know, or talking about mental health, like mm-hmm. that, that could change somebody's day, let alone, you know, their life. Who yeah. knows what this conversation, it may not reach a lot of people, right? But who knows what this conversation is going to do to yeah. that one person, you know what I mean? That might have gotten drugged at a party last weekend or whatever the case may be, you know, like it, it, it speaks volumes and, um, I appreciate that. I really do. Um, it's a uh, real sincere and I've always, uh, even in my, you know, professional life, as far as the air force and even now, man, I always try to, you know, be that leader, stand up for people because everyone doesn't, doesn't have a voice, you know? Yeah. Uh, and anytime I could be that for anybody, you know, that's what I always try to do. And that's, you know, a big thing that this podcast revolves around. That's what's up, man. Hell yeah. <laughs> awesome, man. So you're in the off season doing a show. You said April time frame, right? Yeah. So talk to me about how you know how long does this off season go on for and when do you start your prep? So currently I've been in off season. Man, probably. It's hard to say. I think I would probably say probably five months right now. Currently, um, that's when I started taking bodybuilding like super serious, serious. Uh, and so I've been slowly building my way up. Um, but it just depends on my prep time. Uh, whenever I start, how lean I am at that time. So if I'm 
already a pretty good leanness and it, it probably wouldn't take me too long to, you know, get show ready. Uh, probably going to be about probably like an eight week prep, but if I'm a little bit on the heavier side and kind of lost control a little bit of my off season, how it usually tends to happen, um, it'd probably be a little bit longer, probably maybe 14, 16 week prep. Uh, so, and it, it all just goes off of, uh, whatever show I pick and whatever that date is, uh, me and my coach will get that more dialed in uh, when the time comes. That's awesome, man. And who's your coach, by the way? We got to give him a shout out. Uh, I, I'm currently under uh, Kushner Fitness. Uh, he's a big coach out of Austin, Texas right now. And so he has a really, really big team out there. And so hopefully I, uh, they always have team lifts out there, man. And I'm supposed to be moving to Dallas pretty, pretty soon. And so hopefully I'll be able to make it out there uh, pretty soon with the whole team. But Well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I currently live in San Antonio, uh, but I will also be making a move here pretty soon. I'm still in the Air Force, but I got a new job as a as a occupational safety, which they do like inspections for like uh-huh. um, for like different jobs in the Air Force. Right. Whether that's uh-huh. offices, construction, um, engineering, like all kinds of like all kinds of like jobs from admin jobs to like yeah. big construction jobs. We're just go do inspections and stuff, which is a really good gig for me. And uh, it's also going to, you know, be good for, you know, the outside. Um, there's a lot of money in safety, That's but good. I'm also making a move to Wichita Falls, which it's obviously not DFW, but it's about an hour and a half North. So yeah, it's going to be pretty exciting. Um I don't want to live there to be honest, but the job itself is, is uh, worth it. So yeah, that's where they're sending me. So that's where I got to go. So, <laughs> uh, that's dope, man. So Dallas, uh, that's nice to hear. What does, um, what does, what does that look like? You know what I mean? Talk to me. Uh, man, I, I mean, you know, I always have love for my hometown. Uh, but you know, I just really want to take this bigger step in my life to, you know, just kind of set up my career path. Uh, hopefully I can go down there and cut a little bit um, just for my income sake. But there's a lot of, lot of big bodybuilders down there that, you know, that inspire me that I see on Instagram, on the daily that work out there, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. and it's hard being down here. And, you know, I don't want to talk down on our hometown or anything like that, but there's so much negativity here. Uh, there's so much, uh, you know, people don't really want to see you win here. It, it's hard, you know, uh, it, it's, it's hard. It's a re- it really is, you know. So I kind of want to just pull myself away, kind of like how I put myself away from the partying element and just take my steps in life, you know, build myself up. And then hopefully one day, if everything goes well, you know what I'm saying, I build a name for myself. I can come back here and kind of share that positivity, show that, show that growth that, you know, Odessa can breed some good people just as, as yourself. Um, yeah. So I just got to kind of take my, take myself away for a little bit, you know, kind of build myself outside of my hometown. That's awesome, man. That, that, that's a really good answer. I think um, when I think about back to when I left, I think about, you know, like you have a send off, right? Mm-hmm. It, this is actually a funny story. Um, I don't think a lot of people know this story. If you ask my dad, he'd tell it even better than I would. But when I was getting ready uh, to leave for the Air Force, right? Shout out to all these people. It was a lot of great people. 
and just naturally like you just like grow apart right but you should have seen my air force recruiter recruiter sorry in the mall right because that's where the recruiter office is because what they do is if you're leaving out of odessa and it's not just air force it's all the army people they Mm -hmm. ship you off to amarillo and you go get your it's called meps you know you'll get your medical stuff and you swear in one last time like you do that prior Mm -hmm. and you're like signing the papers and you have to do it again just to be like hey this is like legit happening (laughs) yeah uh drug tests blood tests all that's all that good jazz um then you then they ship you off or for me it was san antonio so Mm -hmm. it's a day in amarillo and then after that day in amarillo the next morning you're on a plane san antonio where boot camp is basically Mm -hmm. and (laughs) my recruiter was this big swole white white guy named uh texar humphreys at the time and uh I remember I walked into the office, right? And uh, I was like, I'm ready to go. But I still had had like 20-ish minutes before the bus, the vans came to take us to Amarillo. Yeah, yeah. And he walked outside. And that's when all like the chairs, when like somebody performs like on a stage or whatever, it's like right next to the office. And there was, I'm not kidding you. I think there was about like 50 people outside, right? And my recruiter was like, what the what the hell is this he's like i've never seen this before right and i was like oh these are my friends you know <laughs> <laughs> and that he was my he was just like in shock right and i never thought any anything of it because it was just normal yeah you know what i mean but it goes back to like that that i didn't know it at the time right because you're young or at least you know what i mean when i think about it, it was that anxiety of like there's just always people around me. Yeah. You know? Uh, and there's 50 people sitting down, you know, saying hi, et cetera, et cetera. And we take this big old picture. And shout out to all those people that showed up. Lovely people. I probably only talked to maybe three of them. Dang. Now, you yeah, know? Yeah. yeah. But it, they're still beautiful people. And I wish nothing the best, you know. Uh, they supported me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, I will forever be grateful for that. But like when I look about that, when I look back at that time, it was just different. And now that when you leave, right, when you talk about going to Dallas and stuff, that's a big step, man. And it takes a certain uh, kind of person to be cor- courageous and, and do something like that, especially when, you know, our hometown can easily try to dictate you know what you should do yeah and this is for anybody that uh that ever you know talks about their hometown or things down on their hometown a lot of people from odessa never left odessa they probably never even left texas you know yeah and it is you know an abyss of you know drowning i believe but Mm -hmm. i don't think it's the place it's people Mm -hmm. And oh, it's yeah. not people that are from Odessa. It's people that you know. Yeah. You know, because I've been all across the world. And guess what? People say the same thing about where they're from. Right. Yeah, yeah. So to all my people listening out there, whether you're from Texas, Pennsylvania, California, the Netherlands, Guam, I don't care where you're from. We all have that hometown. Um, 
resentment a little bit and it's not the town i promise you it's not the town it's the people because mm-hmm. now man when i go back to odessa i love it right mm-hmm. and i don't love it to stay yeah you yeah. know but i have you know my my few friends there and then obviously my folks there that i'm just so grateful you know because those are my people and i get to see them yeah you know but a, a lot of times people think like oh it's so toxic blah blah blah. like yeah people are toxic but people you mm-hmm. know are toxic because they're trying to put you down if yeah. you go to if you go to odessa right so let's say you move to arizona in a town that was the same population and the same environment right mm-hmm. it wouldn't be the same experience why because nobody knows you mm-hmm. nobody's gonna talk about you nobody's gonna try to scheme around anything you're doing why <laughs> because you didn't grow you didn't grow up with these people mm-hmm. you know and that's super huge and i commend you very much on taking that step because it's not easy to just jump ship and say hey i gotta i gotta do what i gotta do yeah that is crazy oh dallas are you gonna live in dallas like specifically dallas or probably like suburbs somewhere uh the plano area right there uh, close to allen all right that's dope what what is that um time frame looking like I'm aiming for January. Uh, I'm really just waiting until I get my actual license, my barber license, so I can actually have a job when I get down there. And I just kind of like look at her out everywhere. But uh, <laughs> so just really whenever I get my uh, barber's license, for sure. That's awesome. Man. That's awesome. So anything else going on in your life? Just the same old day to day, huh? Yeah, man. It's just focusing on, on the future. Just grinding every day trying to you know make the future look better yeah for sure man you got to invest in yourself because if you don't who will you know what i mean even if people are trying to invest in you if you're not doing it for yourself then you know people can't help you not at all that's good man that's so good do you see yourself uh doing any kind of like podcasting or anything i know you do a lot of social media stuff but um do you see yourself? How how how's that looking like? Cause I know I know you post a lot and you have to, you know, man. You know what yeah. I mean? You gotta keep that uh keep that algorithm going for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh you know, uh I used to do I actually used to do like a little small podcast like back in high school, uh with a couple of my friends, but that fell apart because you know just life happens and you drift apart or whatever. Yeah. But uh, I, I, I really enjoy podcasts. So uh, hopefully, like, when I have a little bit more time to focus on a little bit of other things besides, because, I mean, Instagram and TikTok, they're pretty easy to, you know, kind of post on the daily. You know what I'm saying? Just make yeah. a quick, you know, just take pictures or whatever. So that's pretty easy. Uh, but once I get some more time under my belt, then, yeah, for sure, I, I want to go more into, you know, podcast or even, you know, just a regular YouTube channel. Or uh, even when I moved down into Dallas, I want to get back to live streaming on Twitch. I used to game a lot. Yeah. So, uh, okay. I definitely, uh, That's dope. I have a, a cousin and a good friend of mine that 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 do it and uh they love it. You know what I mean? The the whole Twitch game game thing. Do you uh do you find yourself being a good like communicator? Do you think you like, you know, 
you think you uh you're good with words because obviously right you know i don't know if you know this or not dude but uh you're good looking you know (laughs) so like you got that going you got that going for you right so it's like do you find yourself naturally being a good speaker do you think like that that's something that uh, you don't have you don't have to be by the way i'm just i just want to see where your head is at you know i think so i think definitely for my age as well i think i speak pretty well and pretty fluent uh you know i still i, I struggle with anxiety so i get anxiety a lot as well so it kind of like you know yeah. i'm good but then sometimes the anxiety kicks in <laughs> and I'm like, uh, so i think i'm no, decent I, 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 I always told an old supervisor of mine, uh, Jason Gilly, shout out to Jason Gilly, one of the best men I've ever met in my life. He, um, he always asked me like, well, where do you get this? Like you're well put together. Where do you get, where does that come from? And I was like, it comes from a lot of things, you know, one shout out to my parents, but two, I was super shy as a kid. Like I was so shy to the point where my mom, like she would cook and leave food for me, right? She'd be working. But if she didn't, like if she didn't wake up to cook or that day, she'd like leave like $10 and be like, hey, order a pizza. You know, I'm working. It's a Friday night. I'm working late. So I'm over there playing Halo 3, you know, Halo 2, Halo 3, gaming, you know, living my best life. And I wouldn't order the pizza. Why? This is before online. Right. I was like in like the fourth, fourth, third or fourth grade. And I was terrified to call Domino's. I was absolutely (laughs) terrified. I just was. (laughs) <laughs> yeah i would start right that was yeah. the kind of shy kid i was and then come middle school right this is when like it, it that was about to change not because i wanted it to because i didn't want i didn't want to change at all you know yeah but seventh grade comes you know we're playing football and this was like you know they they smoke you the first three or four days whatever and it was that friday we got our pads so we're all out there and you remember in seventh grade there was like 80 people 80 kids and they're trying to weed out all the people that don't want to be there mm-hmm. and i remember we we're doing stretch lines and we had done stretches all week and one of the coaches comes up and was like coaching hosa comes up to me and he was like do you remember the stretches and i was like in the middle of the pack like of the stretch line we're already formed up yeah and out of fear i was like yes he was like <laughs> Go up to the front then, Nick, lead the stretches. And I'm like, like about to, you know, drop a deuce on myself. Like I was like tripping. And I was like, dude, I don't know these stretches. I'm freaking out. And out of fear, I did it. Right. And I remembered them and all that, just out of fear. Yeah. And then that was kind of like my first step to like, dude, I know you're a shy kid, but that's got to go you know what i mean and it didn't it didn't happen it didn't happen overnight either it took a while and i want to say just that over the the next six years you know high school it was just like i finally like gained confidence now i always had it but it only got better and better i don't even think it was like a like a switch I never looked at it like a switch of like, oh, I wasn't confident. Now I am confident. It was like, okay, I'm confident. I'm more confident. Okay, I'm a little more confident. I'm a little more. So by the time I turned 18, yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. if you asked me to 
audiobook dude let me, i'd read the hell out of an audio let me, let me, you <laughs> yeah. know what i mean and i just had this natural like you know like i guess scale i don't know yeah. if you want to call that a skill but you know speaking became easy to me and i always like would observe and pay attention to things and mm-hmm. it just all became very natural so now you know in my professional life you know i it's what i do you know yeah and as a safety man you got to do a lot of um public speaking and stuff and they're like are you comfortable with that and i'm like (laughs) i'm actually i'm actually in my element when i'm doing this so you know what i mean let 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 me uh let me call the pizza man you feel me i got you yeah let me order Yeah, for sure, man. That's dope. Are there anything you think, um, you know, I, I was thinking about the whole like uh, anxiety. And what, are there any weaknesses you think um, in, in, in your life, like, you know, your day to day and as a bodybuilder? Uh, no, I don't know. Like just like with anxiety or? No, just in general. The only reason I'm asking is because. I feel like uh, a lot of times, you know, especially as men, we we tend to be super macho with everything we do. So it's like, mm-hmm. I know there's things I'm bad at. Um, I think when I look back on my life and one of the things I was able to succeed at is knowing what I'm not good at so I can do my best, you know what I mean, to improve that. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I think one thing I've always always struggled with and I don't know why I'm like this but I've always struggled with um (sighs) sorry I I I internalize things right and Mm -hmm. I struggle with um sometimes getting too deep you know Mm -hmm. what I mean I can like I can be like real preachy Mm -hmm. and there's a time and place for that and uh I, I may sometimes overdo it, you know? Okay. So me navigating those waters is something that, and that's just like one example, right? Um, <laughs> I definitely have, I definitely have many more, but when I think about uh, things that I struggle with, it only, it only helps, you know, pave, pave your way forward. And maybe, you know, somebody else listening has that struggle or whatever mm-hmm. struggles you may have. I'm trying to get your brain firing because it's only going to help you in the long run. What do you think some life struggles, not struggle, not life struggles, but some self weaknesses, you know what I mean, that you have that you think you could improve on? Uh, uh, I would say one for sure is just kind of a bottling just all, all kinds of emotions and stuff up, you know, because like you said, we try to be real macho and, you know, especially in the society in this generation, it, it's, it's hard to be open. It's hard to, you know, actually just be yourself, you know? So a lot of times I, I find myself being, or like playing a different character and, yeah, and I sure. cover myself up a little bit and not being my true self a lot of the times, especially that's, on social media. So. No, man, that's a, that's a, that's a very honest answer. That's a very good answer. And I think, I think, uh, at one point in time, I think that's like a phase. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I think 
I think it's just like the partying phase. Oh, everybody else is doing it, so this is what I'm doing. And then you get to a point where it's like, well, I want to do what I want to do. Excuse me, and be myself. So it's Mm -hmm. like, if this is what I'm gonna do, this is gonna be my own lane, my own road, and here I am. Yeah, yeah. And I think tough on social media because you know there's so many. Every, you know, there's sponsored athletes and stuff like that, you know, all these big creators, influencers, and you, if you like really have like an outside view, they're all like really the same, you know, it's not really, <laughs> it's just, yeah, for it's sure. fake. a lot of it is fake, you know, you have your, you know, you, you have your specific ones that are, you know, actually like real and authentic. And those are the ones that usually stand out. And so I, I tried my best, like now building a social media platform trying to be authentic but it's hard because you know it's so flooded with fakeness and you kind of get caught up in it because you know it gets views or it gets likes you're like okay yeah. let me just you know that's so, a drug yeah you want to talk about getting drugged yeah hey get a thousand likes on an instagram post and and act like act like you're not high you know <laughs> that's yeah yeah that's that's definitely that's definitely legit i think um I think people will always resonate with that, though. I know it sucks, and it's like a a, a harder road to go down. Obviously, you got to do what you got to do, you know what I mean, to get your presence known. Yeah. But just being yourself, you know? And I think, I think that's one thing with me that – and I don't know because I can't speak for, you know, the people around me or the people that, you know, respect me, but I never mm-hmm. try to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. You know, I uh, – I – uh. I use a big example of like uh, when I'm in the car, like listening to music, mm-hmm. like you, obviously you're, you're a mixed kid too, right? Like we're going to throw in little baby, you know what I mean? <laughs> we're going to throw in uh, some uh, throwback Jay Sean, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, easy, you know, like G Herbo, like it's going to be like some, some bachata music. Like it's going to be a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I don't care who's sitting in that passenger seat or who's sitting in the back yeah. seat because you're uh-huh. in my truck yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. i'm not i'm not i'm not here to like be cool and like hey like you know this is what this is what i bump like you know i'm, I'm gonna put yeah. it on shuffle mm-hmm. and if t swift comes on guess what we listening to t swift you feel me <laughs> yeah. like that's just what it's gonna be you know yeah. and i think and i think a lot of times people envy that not so much with me. Cause like, I don't like have a lot of like new people that I interact with on the day to day, but like when they see somebody like Joe Rogan, you know, or like mm-hmm. other comedians like Chris D'Elia and people like that, it's just like, dude, they're just themselves yeah. and nobody else, you know? Yeah. And I, I think a lot of people should take a lot of pride in being who you are. Cause everyone's unique in their own kind of way, you know? Mm-hmm. So whatever, whatever you do, man, just find, find what you do best. Obviously you're finding it right. But as you keep continuing on your journey, man, just don't stop being you because then, because then that's, that's when, that's when it'll hit, you know what I mean? That's what, that's when you'll start doing big things and, you know, become even bigger than what you are now and all your aspirations Mm -hmm. and whatnot. But uh, yeah, man, that's so awesome. I love this kind of stuff, by the way. These conversations uh, are super dope, and I, I enjoy doing them. Oh, yeah. I think uh, 
not to wrap it up, but, you know, to kind of, I guess, come full circle. If you had any advice to give yourself, let's see, three years ago, mm-hmm. what would it be right now? Knowing what you know now. First things first, don't neglect the diet. That's that's one thing that is very overlooked. And pe- too many people think there's too many shortcuts around it, which there really isn't. And so don't neglect, neglect the diet, not only for like physical reasons, but that really helps with mental health as well. Just having, you know, a healthy body, healthy mind, it all kind of goes together. So one is, you know, get on a diet for sure. I definitely needed it three years ago. Um, what else? Just take a step back every now and then. Kind of see where you're at. See what's going on. Are you still on the same path that you thought you were on? Or like, you know, are you on the right path that you think you're supposed to be going down? You kind of st- take a step back, you know, embrace the life. You know, don't try to live too fast. Because too many people, you know, wish days away. Man, I wish it was already, like, now that we're getting into the winter <laughs> fall, like, dang, I wish it was summer. But now you're wasting away all these, you know, you're wishing away all yeah. these months. And it's just going to go by like that because you, you're just wishing away. And you're not going to appreciate that life. And the next thing you know, you're 90 years old, and you know. Yeah. And, and, and I know you I know you work hard, man. I know the grind. Um but life just gets more and more complicated. We get more and more busy and it goes even faster. If you thought the last three years went fast, I promise you, the next three are gonna be even faster. And what I try to do is um, you know, it's it's hard, it's so hard, but I really take pride in trying to do increments of five. Lord, mm-hmm. Lord willing, you know what I mean? I wake up tomorrow, right? I'm obviously grateful for each and every day. But what are you mm-hmm. doing now that's gonna you know, change you in five years. And then mm-hmm. once those five years are done, what are you doing now that's going to affect you in five years? Because that's the reality, right? Like when I joined, uh, I was like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like I'm making money, I'm traveling, all this stuff. But when I finally got back to Texas, I'd always wanted to buy my own house, right? And I did mm-hmm. it. But a lot of other people didn't do it. And not that I'm some guru, because there's definitely people that have my yeah, age, yeah. but that's the difference, right? Me and another person that, you know, saved up money and, you know, moved the right way to say, mm-hmm. hey, like at 23, I'm going to buy a house. You know what I mean? And just do it compared to somebody that didn't, you know? Yeah. And uh, that's super important. Increments of five are super, super, super important. Um, so I hope you take that for what it's worth and um, try to use that yeah. going forward. Uh, yeah, and then as far as like closing remarks, I think I think we're about to wrap it up here soon. I know I just asked you a whole advice thing, but is there anything message-wise, you know, that you personally, like you say, you talk about that bottling in, other than like, it doesn't have to be deep. It could be anything. Is there mm-hmm. anything that you think about in your day-to-day that's just like you want to let the people know? Uh, 
if you got a dream, just do it, you know, because like you said, you, you're, you're grateful to wake up every day. You know, you, you're not guaranteed every 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 day's, you know, a blessing. So if you got a dream, you got an aspiration, definitely just go for it. You know, like for me, for instance, you know, bodybuilding, there's not a lot of money in it unless you're, you know, uh, elite, genetic elite athlete, you know, you just, you know, top of the top. There's not a lot of money in it. And but that's not what I'm, you know, in the sport for, you know, I'm in it for the passion, the art, and I love to do it, you know, and, and I haven't even done my first show yet, but it drives me that much that I know if I get to the end and I'm not that, you know, elite athlete that I thought I was going to be, I'm still going to be happy at the end of the day that I put my all into it. Now I'm at the end of the journey and I have no regrets at the end, you know, so uh, just do whatever you want to do because, once you're gone, you know, you don't want to have to lay on your de deathbed having any regrets, man. I wish I did this when I was 20. I wish I did this when I was 30, you know, uh, do what a, you want. That's, a, that's such a great way to put it, man. I like the way you, way you worded that and you're uh, very well spoken. Keep that purpose, everyone. Remember to keep that purpose. So with that, I guess we'll wrap it up. Uh, let the people know where they can find you. Um, I know you got a little bit of YouTube stuff going on, TikTok, Instagram, all that good stuff. Uh, I'm on Instagram at Cindermangarity, S-E-N-J-U-N-M-C-G-A-R-I-T-Y. Same thing for TikTok. Uh, and those are my two main social medias right now. Awesome. Love to hear, man. There you have it, guys. Cinder McGrady, an up and coming, you know, future bodybuilder and uh, a good dude overall. Sinjin, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I really appreciate your time, man. Even more so, I appreciate your conversation. It's been a good one. And uh, hopefully you like the way this turns out. Yes, sir. For sure. I appreciate it, man. All righty. Thank you guys for supporting. Appreciate y'all. Y'all have a good one.